Hello and welcome to the Astrology Oddcast with me, Francesca Oddy. Uh, still, I'm so straight. It's been like a good girl for the camera. Hello and welcome to the show. <laughs> so we've got the moon in Cancer. We had the full moon in Gemini. How was that? How how did you get on? So I want to do a little recap because, you know, astrologers, we don't do that. We always go fast, 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 forward, forward, forward. And actually, like, how how did you find the full moon? Um I found that the Mars impulse was really strong. So the sun and Mars were together and Mars has activity and energy and, and aggression and irritation. And like I did congratulate myself that, you know, people, <laughs> the amount I kept in <laughs> was really mature, honestly, because I could have just, I felt like just setting fire to everything. Um, so Saturn was square, the... Um, the full moon so it's also quite productive like time to get things done and very very ordered like I said oh no so I made a podcast but it was subscriber only with horoscopes um which you can get via substack um yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes because it's a lot making another pod but um felt good making it and in that I did talk about all the Gemini full moon things that I'd observed in my life, which was basically just sorting out words and saying things that needed to be said. But then in the aftermath, I noticed that the Mars impulse was really, really strong and the desire, <laughs> the the urge to overdo it was present, shall we say. The other thing, how about Mars at square Saturn at zero degrees? Um, I think that just made me ill, actually. That's when I ate the eucalyptus leaf. I don't know if you saw on Instagram. We had our Christmas, no, Thanksgiving dinner here in the commune. And on the place settings, they had these really beautiful bit leaves of eucalyptus on the, you know, knife and fork and the napkin. And I was like getting cori- all the coriander out of my salad because coriander is rank, you know, genetic, blah, blah. It tastes like flowers. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I was like, whoa, like this is new whole new flavor and it turned out um the eucalyptus had like fallen off my thing and I was eating it the girl opposite me noticed she was just very very dry sort of like yeah you the leaves are missing from your place setting um so that then sent me into cascade of illness but I loved it I really loved it and maybe that was that was why it was like that zero degree freshness because I have never enjoyed being ill so much there was a certain sort of joy childhood joy that comes from like that day off school can I have the duvet on the sofa I've never you know we didn't do that weren't allowed it but like duvet on the sofa comfort just watching telly all day just and no guilt no guilt and so Saturn in aspect to Mars and the moon is indicative of guilt people who can't sit still who can't stop working all the rest of it and yeah maybe I got ill because I was like that in the first place but to stop I don't even know if that's true I mean I hate those judgments I really it really annoys me <laughs> people the only people who ever say you're working too hard no you need to work more okay right next so today moon in cancer which I actually felt was like a little bit calm that moon in Gemini was very very frenetic and frantic I've just been hiding I've been in hiding um basically (laughs) too much talking and I wanted I needed to write I needed to make podcasts I need I need to do things focus very 
I found it very hard to focus. So the only way to focus was like, yeah, turn the phone off, basically. So now we have the moon in Cancer, which is very, very nice. Moon loves to be in Cancer, very homey, very nurturing, connected, warm. The Sun and Mars are still running through Sagittarius. Mercury is at the galactic center today. 26, 27 degrees of Sagittarius is the galactic center, the center of the galaxy. If you look at the stars, you know, Sagittarius. And, and so there is this very inspired, intuitive run through, like maybe you're getting all the good ideas today with Mercury and Sag. I don't know how that's vibing in all honesty. Maybe it is just about inspiration. I heard an interview on the radio this morning, Chris Evans was talking about, he was talking to Squeeze, the band, saying, how how do you get your inspiration? What is it? Um, because a lot of artists, you know, say it just comes through them. They're just the conduit. And they said, well, yeah, you have to spend time alone to be able to receive that information. And, and your subconscious is always doing it. And sometimes, you know, it takes me 15 minutes to write the song. Or someone said, someone famous has said, yeah, 15 minutes to write the song and 35 years. Because there's so much that we pick up from the collective and so much in the subconscious that then will just come through in a moment. And maybe that's sort of the message of Mercury at the Galactic Center today is whatever, when you do get a good idea, it didn't just come out the blue. It came from something that had been percolating and maybe we ha- how, where do you percolate? A lot of people percolate in the shower. You know, you, you come out of the shower and you're like, oh, I've got a great idea. Going for a run, going for a walk, always for me. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I've got too much to do, but then I go out and then the ideas come through and everything sort of, the filing system sorts itself out. So maybe that's also part of this full moon in Gemini because we're still in the wake of that, the wake of new information, sorting out information, what needs to stay, what needs to go, the conversations we're having, the upgrades we're having. And I think I said this in the other podcast that's on Substack is like there is this thing of are we in a holding pattern with the conversations where, you know, people tend to just say the same stuff a lot, you know. I remember thinking that when I was little, just being like, do they not get bored of like repeating themselves? (laughs) You said this yesterday and last week and so if we want to grow if we want to do the Sagittarius thing of moving beyond 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 maybe yeah we have to think think differently so I'm just testing I've got wires I've got I've got a new stand for my phone um I don't know if it, I'm not going to touch it but you know we'll see how this one goes is it a bit wonky I'm not sure I've got new light I've got all these USB adapter things honestly it's quite annoying to be honest and because my phone is now out recording me, I no longer have my um, charts. I do have my spare phone, but I've given it to the girl who lives next door to me because her sister's phone was robbed. Actually, two people I live with had robbed phones at the full moon in Gemini. Gemini is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is a thief. So I did think that was interesting. Why them in particular? I was like, I presume it's transits for them. I didn't look into it. I didn't ask. Um, but also, yeah, moon square Saturn, maybe some kind of boundary about your own, what you own and how protective you are over the things that you possess. Because now I've given my phone away, which I thought was a nice thing to do. It kind of is, but also I don't have my spare phone for charts and all, they're using my phone to take photos and I'm getting all the bloody photos because of the iCloud. <laughs> so my phone is now full um, of someone else's photos, which is fine, but I did think, gosh, isn't that a full moon in Gemini square to Saturn thing of all this all this extra information all and Saturn in Pisces and Pisces rules photography 
probably I'd say that Saturn in Pisces has a very sort of strong photography overtone because Saturn is a manifestation of Pisces things such as art, ethereal moments. Like when you photograph a moment, you're, you're photographing something that you can't ever really get hold of. And a brilliant photo will do something to evoke the feeling, but you'll never 100% capture the moment. But it's that Pisces is water, the sea, the dreams. And if you capture that dreamy moment, it's a very Saturn in Pisces thing. Um, so there must be, as I'm saying, that something to do with all the all the footage we're seeing now of, of a war zone more than ever before. To, it's not usual or even with Ukraine and Russia, I don't feel that there were reels and reels and photos of information um, about you know, just terror on, on the, and dead bodies. This is unprecedented, I think. So there's something to do with that and politics, let's just say. I would have to say propaganda as well, if, if we're going to look at both sides. And there must be a lot of propaganda because um, there's politics. So that's that. There's, there, I saw someone sent me something yesterday about the algorithm, like comment on all the big brands algorithm like big posts where that they've paid for paid content marketing with watermelons and like really um to to basically mess up the algorithm which is also very media and media is also saturn in pisces square the full moon sagittarius and gemini is very sharing information news and saturn challenging that challenging the media what what are we being fed and i've also said that on instagram this week about the full moon i, I wrote a grid post um, and one of the things was like, wow, because, you know, you go on, I'm very much a sharer because I'm a Sag, Sag shares, Sag rising Gemini, they share. I just, I just said that um, about, you know, it's very aligned with news and journalism. And as somebody who embodies that, if, if I hear something interesting, I'm going to share it. I tell everyone, it's always been my nature. It, it is the nature of Sagittarians. You will find that with everybody. And so, yeah, you're sharing, 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 but the clickbait is overwhelming when you are off that disposition. And and so at the full moon, square to Saturn, I've just been like, do you know what? Like I share and then I'm like, do you know what? Delete, delete the whole lot. I can't. Because then everybody starts replying. I get replies, replies, opinions, projections. And it's like, I'm not here for this. I've got life to lead. But I still get caught up in the web. And maybe we all do. And maybe we need to. Maybe we, there is the other side of that. The pressure from the people to be, to raise awareness to certain things. But coming back to media and lockdowns were a, populist movement we we wanted lockdowns um because because all the italians were on social media being like please please get your governments to listen so they got us to ask for it was i mean there's still people who believe it was the right solution but sweden sweden is um you know the big case study because they didn't lock down and yes they had deaths of elderly people but Overall, I don't think there was a huge difference. And so interesting, isn't it? Like, because in destroying the economy, businesses, postponing other operations and all the rest of it. But but we have this very strong populist movement. Okay, food for thought. So the moon will be in Cancer. She is, tomorrow is Thursday. It kind of feels like Thursday today, weirdly. Um, I got my days confused. But I need to be able to see charts. Yeah, today's nice. I like today. Moon in Cancer. It's been trying to Saturn, organized, calm. It feels much calmer now that the moon has left Gemini, I believe. 
And then um, the 30th, the final day of November. That's messing with my head. This this always happens because I think I just I just push everything away. Like, oh, it's November. I'm not dealing with Christmas, etc. until December. And then it's my birthday. And then Christmas is actually the 25th, well, 24th, really. So it's not the end of December. It's actually kind of just after the middle. <laughs> so it somehow turns into... I'm not thinking about anything to shit. It's two weeks to Christmas really fast. Um, moon in Cancer, square to Venus. Could be a little bit touchy tomorrow. Little bit. Yep. Um, Thursday's always a bit touchy anyway. But have we got anything nice? We've got a happy sex style, like thinking out the box, making things happen. But I think, yeah, a square to Chiron and a square to Venus in the same day some difficult conversations but maybe healing conversations could be had on Thursday I wouldn't say I rate it overly Friday the moon moves to Leo about 4 p.m UK time that's lovely that's a lovely first of December party time it will be square to Jupiter which can be over the top (laughs) which means if anybody is going out for a Christmas party on Friday night it's going to be classic it is a bit OTT, OTT emotions, overspending, overindulging, but that can be fun. It is December. I mean, and so the moon in Leo, the moon's in party Leo, where we celebrate, you feel good about yourself. Everybody's just been paid. Of course, there's all the other things going on in the backdrop, but the general mood, we have the sun in South, the moon in Leo, and it's warm. It's fun. It's, it's celebratory. And that falls into, into, Saturday as well here in the UK the sun's at 10 degrees of Sag and the moon will be at 10 degrees at about at about midday so yeah feeling positive feeling excitable want to get out in the world oh the moon moved excuse me Mercury moved to Capricorn on Friday and I should talk about that a little bit more as well so on Friday the moon moves to Leo the moon moves every two and a half days like big deal but it's kind of exuberant. But the Mercury changing signs is is more of a drop, more of a, a something that all the Mercury ruled people, so all the Geminis, all the Virgos will feel that. And I'd say that Mercury's probably better placed in Capricorn than Sag because Sag is in his fall. Sag, it's all intuition and idea. And as I've just said at the beginning, like great for downloading song ideas but not good for detail. It's a lot of hunches, assumptions, um, belief, a law, belief and dogma, so much belief and dogma. Uh, Yeah, you know, when, as a Sag, again, I feel that I can speak on this because I remember being young and just identifying with my beliefs a lot and didn't know that you can change your beliefs, I guess, because you don't always know that when you straight away it's it's something that's learned like wow I can change the way I think about this and uh, and that's what we need we need people to understand that beliefs the core belief can say the same but you've got to dig into where you got that from and why you think that and what are the consequences of this and somehow step out of that rigid dogmatic thinking that is can be very destructive mercury as I just said is in his fall He's in detriment. Is he dignity? Detriment. Yeah, dignity in Gemini, detriment in Gemini in Sag. He doesn't do well because you're believing what you believe. You're, you're talking about passions that are visions, but are they rooted in fact? You've got to go to the Gemini and be like, is this true though? 
and you know and ask questions and interrogate like a gemini is it is it push 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 so now that mercury's moved into capricorn that's probably better and it will be activating a different house for everybody and making us activating the capricorn planets in your own chart if you have them so that is being much more structured in what you think with with mercury and capricorn you need to know that it's true and it has to be serious and sensible and people are less likely to make over the top claims or less likely to overdo it and it's much more thought out and considered now of course soon mercury will be stationing retrograde i believe it's the 19th or something actually i'm not completely sure of the date the 12th so mercury stations retrograde on the 12th of december so he's in shadow pretty soon i think he goes all the way back into sag Oh yeah, Mercury goes all the way back to 22 degrees of Sag. So he's already in shadow. Okay, fine. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's gonna be that's good then. I think this is really good because it means we're gonna have some new information that we can synthesize. Then it's gonna be retrograde and we'll go, okay, do I actually want this? Do I actually think that? And then you'll go back into what it feels like to believe something as opposed to the information. Um, so Let's think of an example. Perhaps you think or believe that somebody's committed a crime, they, they must go to prison for life. And then with Mercury and Capricorn, you go and visit the prison and you, you meet some people and you have practical, real life, earthy interaction with people and you hear their stories and you begin to think, okay, you know what? If I believe they needed to be punished or I understand the value of law and order in this sense. But actually, what if we could re-educate and support people? And then when Mercury stations retrograde, you go back to the prison with a much more open mind. I don't know why I've said prison. I'm not sure why I said prison. I think it, it was just the first example that came to mind. So I just have to trust that. Um, and also because I have done that. I did work with Key for Life and work with a young lad who was like nicking stuff, drug dealer, two phones, all the stuff and had conversations with him. And it, once you've when you meet people, it's like Instagram trolls. Same thing. You know, you, it's very easy to just rinse people online and can be quite funny, but not always kind. But in real life, you wouldn't do it once you've, you've, you've felt the emotional connection. And I think if we emotionally connected with people more and felt them or and try to see things from a different perspective than when we went back into the same situation, you got a whole new vision. And that's kind of what this Mercury, Sag, Capricorn dance, partly what it's about. I'm sure over the next few weeks, as I, as I touch upon this, uh, you know, as, as Mercury does move into Capricorn and I notice it and we talk about it and then it retrogrades back into Sag, we'll see what it is. But there's something about the reality of a dynamic composed with your beliefs about a dynamic. Okay, so that's Friday, the switch happens. And for everybody, that'll be a different, different, depending on your planets, you know, Mercury on any of your planets, if you've got planets in Capricorn, is going to invite some level of communication between you and someone on technology or whatever it is. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is what the third. So Sunday will have the moon square to Uranus. And I'm into that. I'm into these fixed squares. I love it for crypto. But also, it, you know, they're not always fun. I remember just before I flew to Brazil, my, there was a moon in Aquarius square to Uranus. And I was kind of worried about it. And 
I was like, what is this going to be? I think it was more than just Moon Square Uranus. I think there was another planet involved that made it a bit, a bit more something that I would be concerned about. Oh yeah, Venus. Venus was in Leo, opposing the Moon, square to Uranus. It's a bit like, oh, and my auntie came over and slipped and really whacked her head, and <laughs> she was laughing afterwards. She was like, "What could have been worse? You could have found me out there." And I was like, oh, yeah, that, you know, that's what it is. There's often some kind of shock. Um, but that's because it was a T-square. T-squares are very aggressive and um, shocking. Whereas this is just moon square Uranus, moon in Leo. So some kind of surprise. It could be fun. Yes, people are going to be stubborn. Someone could lose their tempo completely out of the blue. Usual stuff. But these are happening once a month now. And I'm some of them are fun. Some of them are a little bit more testing. But... All in all, out the blue, out the box, doing something different. And moon is in Leo, so we're celebrating a little. Final quarter moon is on Monday. And the moon will be in Virgo. We've still got the sun and Mars together, giving us that peak, sad opinion, make it happen, move, impatient energy. And... Um, I think, you know, we've got the moon will move into Virgo and um, oppose Saturn immediately and then move on to square the sun and Mars. So it's like bang, bang, bang. Lots of aspects. T squares, as I've just been talking about, tend to be a little bit more stressful than just a just a square. There's going to be some kind of volcano, some kind of explosion. And I would say that it could be quite anxious. So please, if you can do something. Even if you've overdone it at the weekend, get up, go for a run, sweat, um, do, get out of bed. Get out of bed, do the yoga, do the meditation, do journaling, do the boxing, do the running, meal prep, eat properly. Don't eat crap. If you get faced with the choice Monday morning, make the right decision because our bodies and minds are connected and, and it is a day for overwhelm. It's an important day for not starting the day with your phone. It's really like if you can just get it right at the beginning of the day, you're going to set yourself on the right path, but there is room for things getting spiraling out of control um, on Monday. And we also have Venus at 29 degrees of Libra for most of the day in the UK, which again, I'm, I'm never a fan of that 29th degree. There is something urgent. There's, a, there's an urgent re relationship diplomatic issue to be addressed. And of course, we will probably see that manifest on the global scale. There's, it's, there's just something not easy about Monday. Tuesday, however, Venus will be in Scorpio. Um, so we've got another shift there. Um, Nept and Neptune stations, of course. Neptune stations, what, direct or retrograde? Direct on the 6th, um, but on the 5th, stationing retrograde. So that brings, and that, I imagine, to be honest, will be being felt from the weekend with a with a big planet stationing um we often feel that quite far in advance and i also for the new moon in sag the following week that will still probably be infused with that if you are in london me and katie are doing the a new moon yoga and astrology on sunday the 10th at globe house yoga which is in London Bridge, two minutes from London Bridge, super amazing location, massive windows, lots of plants and Buddhas in the garden. 
and it's it'll be it'll be very warm katie's a super warm yoga teacher i used to think she's like primary school vibes um i mean because she just loves a bit of partner work and making everyone be friends which i used to hate because you know i'm not this yoga bitch like that I, I talk about it all the time but i i was not <laughs> like, say hi to your new friend i was like oh where am i what have I become and then at a certain point you just get it just becomes normal doesn't it you do something enough and I'm like yeah yeah that's what we do now so don't let don't be put off it just means that you're not coming to a class on your own and it's going to be like a sad act class and then you wander off it will be uplifting because it'll be very friendly anyway so that's the new moon and also I suppose Neptune speaks to connection Neptune rules Pisces that emotion the enveloping the feelings feelings so many feelings that keep us all together and um can make us oversensitive and it can add to hysterical reactions and hysteria but it could also be bliss and love and wow this is a miracle so you can pray for miracles neptune rules prayer so there is something in that as well with venus and scorpio venus is blessing scorpio she is She's shining there. She's shining a light on sex, death, other people's money, investments, your passion, your seductive powers, the way you connect with people. She is illuminating the subconscious, family secrets, your secrets. And she's helping helping us all to deal with that part of our chart. And she's making us all more magnetic and, and helping us activate the part of our psyche, the part of our lives that is activated and operates from this kind of x-ray vision and just understanding all the unseen that the hidden powers that we all have venus is blessing that part of our chart so enjoy your venus in in scorpio transit and maybe she'll help you out depending on your chart because venus has been in libra it's not like it's been the world's a masterclass in global diplomacy but that's potentially because we have the south node in libra so we are unearthing and showing where the global diplomatic interactions are shite that they're that to have true diplomacy you have to have individuals who are capable of of leading and speaking to one another and there's quite evidently not and it cannot be there by choice how is it how is it that the global political leaders are this inept how is it that we cannot have peace or rationality how how come how so i guess that venus in in libra has been illuminating that and also having pluto in capricorn a, a fellow cardinal sign therefore forming tenth square aspect between the libra planets has just shown us that wow there is corruption and power overpowering that libran essence and that libran ability to to be diplomatic because pluto's there so with venus moving into scorpio actually what we can see is that true power comes from within and that we need powerful people, natural leaders who want the best, who are able to transform, who've been through some stuff, who've shed some skins. Let them, let them speak. Let the wise people, let the wise people lead. Again, big topic. But I'll talk, I'm recording a pod tomorrow um, live with my friend Abdul, who I met in Barcelona in 2018, just a couple of weeks after Saturn moved into Capricorn. And I was doing a talk and I was staying in a and b and I got chatting to this guy and he is Palestinian and I haven't wanted to bother him. Now, a lot of the, a lot of 
over the past few weeks, I've made a lot of podcasts and then been like, yeah, I've chosen not to share it because X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And a few times I was just like touching on this, touching on some of the stories. And I was like, nah, don't go there. Anyway, he's coming on the pod. We're recording it tomorrow. And so that shall be out soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Astrology Oddcast. We will be back. I'm, I'm recording lots of interviews now. I'm formulating the concept and like, you know, the cheesy interview questions, not cheesy, but my interview questions, thinking about it slowly. Um, so thank you for listening. And there's, as always, there's readings available to book on my website. Learn to read your birth chart is there. We're going to do learn to read your birth chart in a week in January. We got yoga. We've got the winter solstice event in London. Thank you for being here. Do please send this episode to a friend if it was in any way interesting or useful. Do let us know your feedback and see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye.